Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Matthew Krauser is an arts journalist presently working for the DeVille Bale Gallery at Victoria Yards. He is a former long-standing arts editor at the Mail and Guardian, and he joins me now to share his views on what we can expect on the art scene for 2018. Matthew, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, Cherise. Matthew, I've often thought that you must have the most enviable job in the world, especially as an arts journalist and certainly at the time of the Mail and Guardian. Yes, well, you, the thing about it is, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Um, uh, everyone, everyone loves to hate the critic. <laughs> that's that's the first thing, um, and, and 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 that goes on both sides of the sort of divide, the the the, the curtain, the lights, the lights on on the artists. Um, they they hate the the critics, and and the public loves to disagree with the critics. Um, and so, and of course, also. Also, um, in in the press, there's never enough space um, for the coverage that should happen, particularly in a country like this, where there's there's such a multifaceted um, a cultural scene that every single cultural scene within the big cultural scene thinks that they should be um, in the spotlight and that the other side um, uh, is getting too much attention. So it was a fine line, and I must say, I was there for 16 years. I wrote for the Mail and Guardian for 20. I've carried on writing, and I've been writing about the and been in the art scene really since since the la- since 1980, let's say, um, and so I've seen an enormous amount of change, and I've had an enormous amount of snacks. Let's just uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you talk about the, the the years that you spent in the arts world. You talk about the fact that so much is happening. As an arts critic, do you have to be an in a, an expert in everything from installation art to African art? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think I think being an expert Expert is also, um, uh, you know, quite a subjective term. People who write about art need to need to educate themselves and 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 thereby educate the people who are reading them. Uh, but I think that the the worst thing is to find um, critical writing and and writing about the arts in the media that positions itself way above the people okay. who are just wanting to have a good time over the weekends, wanting to just know how to invest their money in the most basic forms of art and culture that they can. Um, so so uh, educating yourself is 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 not just about reading the, the the right text but it's about understanding you know how the artists are maneuvering themselves around the issues of the day and the structure of their own industries how do they function and very often they don't they you know artists by their very nature are very dysfunctional people um so so when when one comes into contact with them you've got to kind of give them special permission to be who they are um and and you have to get who they are as well, well because who they are it determines their artwork well of course exactly I mean if they're good artists then then they draw a lot on the personal um, and one has to actually um, see where that where that kind of intersection lies between you know they say the personal and the political or the socio-political and to see how they're using their own human experience to make the drama in the work um, and whether the work is only speaking angrily out loud about their political or socio-political position 
conversation or if it's only an internal dialogue that they're having <laughs> with themselves about the agony that they're going through eternally or whether they're able to actually balance all those forces and bring them out so that they make something uniquely theirs about a time and a place that is also unique about about the time and place in which they live. Right. It, it, I mean, the art is everything. It's political, it's cultural, it's social. Yeah. As you said, it's, sure. it's individual. Sure. Um, but you, you mentioned a very interesting point. You've got to find the balance between highbrow yes. and people on the weekends who actually want to enjoy themselves. Sure. What role does art play? Is it across the spectrum? Is it specific to anything? You know, the the thing about it is that that when you say art, there is a kind of a distinction between art and culture. That's a, you know, you have people, you have people say the Department of Arts and Culture. Right. Um, many societies, um, and there are many communities in this country that don't see their cultural expression as works of art. Right. You know, so That's in other words, they sing, they dance, um, they make artifacts, they make things that they use, um, and they're beautiful things, and many people come in from the outside and see them as highly desirable items. But for those people, they're just they're everyday items that are used in praise they're used in cooking um, they're used in dress uh, they're used in the bringing up of children and in the caring of others um, and I think that, you know in, in in the Jewish in the in, in the making of Jewish culture we see the same thing we see all sorts of religious ornamentation um, and we know that they suddenly become museum pieces yes. um, over here um, uh, on the continent of Africa they suddenly uh, become undermined they don't get elevated into the museum superstructure. They become undermined and they get pushed down to a lower form of culture, which is quite tragic in a way. Mm. Um, now I think there's more of a comprehension that the great African um, uh, art uh, uh, craft, craft art, um, deserves its place in history, in the history of art and culture, in the history of civilizations. But it was pushed down. And when one went on holiday, one saw an enormous amount of it being sold on the streets. You can still see it. Um, and it was undermined. But, but that's what I'm saying. The people who work within those cultural frameworks don't necessarily book tickets to go and see an opera. They may go to, um, to, to see uh, religious recitals and are prepared to spend a lot of money on that or buying CDs or DVDs, for example, of those things that are dear to them. And that's where their use of cultural, um, uh, or use of culture comes in. And one has to kind of be sensitive to that in a, in a very diverse society like this, which is to, to, to understand that, you know, what, what other people do culturally may not automatically resonate with you. And also those people may not automatically understand what it is you think you're doing right. um, around your highbrow culture, right. what it means to walk into a white cubed gallery and to stare longingly and lovingly at a framed piece of work that is excessively expensive on a gallery wall um, and to think, gosh, if I only owned that, um, I would give every single thing that I have um, just to invest in that and I know that that investment will make me money in the future. And that's a very odd kind of cultural expression if you think about it, because if you think of the traditional communities that we all come out of from some place and time, our elders and, and, and predecessors used culture in such a different way. They did, of course, there were pictures on the walls, but the pictures on the walls were of deceased relatives yes. or villagers um, or, 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 you know, or things like that. People lit candles and there were candlesticks that are worth now an enormous amount of money. And most Jewish families have got those candlesticks stashed away waiting for a rainy day or they're the things that you remember about the old life. 
that that's kind of across the board and 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 this kind of discrepancy is disturbing in a way um but it's also very beautiful uh because um we we are still in touch with that old world right um i think that there's another generation coming that is very digitized yes, let's call them yes, that is yes, highly yes. tech savvy yes. and they have very little relation to the use of arts and culture in yes. the old way yes. um and those people are they're eradicating the past entirely and yeah. we sit Yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there's object- objectification of somebody else's culture. I of mean, course. I remember many years ago as a student at Wits University when we were talking about museums, you know, a, a young black uh, co-student was irritated to see something that belonged to his culture being put in a... Pedestal. In a glass case. In a glass, hmm. in a glass cage almost. Okay, you know? yes, and it's I'm like the depicting of the other yes. by a certain group that sees that as fascinating or, yes. you know, they're kind of... Well, it's exotifying, exotifying and that's, that's, exactly that's a terrible word. That's and, exactly and, you know, when we were growing up, the, the, the idea of things being exotic was actually quite wonderful. You yes. know, you thought of like um, uh, Barry Manilow singing, you know, in Lola um, from the Copacabana. <laughs> that was exotic. Now, there is no dirtier word than calling something exotic. exotic exactly, yes, exactly. You know. exactly. It's the objectification of sure, the other sure. that is offensive. Sure, sure. It makes, it, it kind of makes animals out of other people. We see that now with the H&M um, yes. depiction of a yes. child, you know, um, uh, with, with, an, with an other rising slogan and you can see yes. how strong people's emotions are around yes. that. And it's understandable, I think, from Absolutely. a Jewish point of view. Um, you know, let's Absolutely. look at our own tradition and the way people have been treated over the centuries. You know, there's no... But one has to be... Uh, not even to be look over, treated over the centuries. We still remember when one of the chain stores had a yellow right, mug exactly. and yes. as part of an advert and Precisely. we got equally upset. Of course, of course. So of, uh, definitely we have to be sensitive but okay, let's just but go But then back. that's also very self-censoring in a way. Um, so, you know, the thing about it is now with all of these these social movements that are coming out from the from the social, the media, the social media and media networks, um, you know, um, people I think are very much more careful than they used to be say in, well in my formative years in the in the 70s and 80s when it was you know anything went yes. um and protest art had to be out loud and proud and noisy um where where um you know gender uh, where, where gender discussions were just uh, th- where the, the doors were thrown open and and things were ludicrous um and the more outrageous they were the more you were kind of like i mean it's a strange thing the more you were accepted as an individual because you spoke about your 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 love life Uh, slash sex life. You spoke about um, you spoke about other people and what you'd achieved with them socially as uh, uh, as though they didn't belong to your equation. That was absolutely acceptable in the disco era when things happened late at night, you know, in dingy dark spaces. Now, of course, this is the era, you know, and you can you, you can look at this it's sort of puritanical era they're calling it, in which in which people have to be very much more careful about the way they portray others, the way they approach others, the way they record the experience of others, there's a huge uh, black backlash against um, cultural appropriation, you know, and it's making people very fearful of speaking about other cultures. Well, the, 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 the movie by John, is it John 
trend growth. It's yes, exactly. Yes. For me. Yeah, next, in, in Airbus, Thank you. The, yes, the wound. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a perfect example perfect of what we're example. talking about. Exactly. Exactly. So that is that is you know ga- ga- gaining kudos all over the world and and has been put forward as the South African um, uh, Oscar hopeful. Of course, you know I'm in, I'm overjoyed. Um, the the people in who who are involved are overjoyed. And of course, there's a sector of the society that is horrified, horrified that the this highly sacred um, uh, traditional experience that men have is being brought out into the open and is being treated with some sort of irreverence um, in order to they would say gain points for the LGBTI community would you find that there's a contradiction then in saying we're sensitive as Jews to why people get irritated with an H&M but we kind of not sensitive when this issue is being yes I, I mean I, I think so and, but but you know the the thing about it is the borders shift um, and and the the you can say that we are sensitive we are not we, we're insensitive I don't think that there's any one position that that people come to as a community you know and and, and the nice thing about sort of like liberal values that exist yes, if yes. there's a nice thing um, is that we allow also within our families for people to make to make up their minds about uh, about what they see and how they will respond to it. So I think that we 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 are in a fortunate situation, um, and I think that where things have have gone terribly awry in other societies. For example, um, there was a film um, in India that depicted a, a, a woman, a female relationship, a lesbian relationship. Uh, movie houses were burnt. Mm. Uh, there there was probably deaths. Um, um, it was it was an enormous uh, moment uh, in the history of film. Um, it was called Fire, I think, the movie. Um, and and it was a tragic loss of life. Mm. And you may ask yourself: Is is it worthwhile? Um, is it is the making of art worthwhile if 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 there is a loss of life mm. at the end of of the making of that art? Mm. Um, and and some people again, you know, there are some people who would say yes, art is something worth dying for. And there are other people who will say, well, you know, the point of the matter is, you know, keep your opinion to yourself, sh- shut up, um, and and know know what you believe and be steadfast in what you believe. But you don't have to scream it from the rafters. Uh, you yeah, know, so we, we can't. We we need to move off this conversation, but I don't okay. think we can until we've discussed something like the spear. Okay, well, because that again is. You have to understand it from everybody's perspective, and and I just want to get your comments. Well, my interest in the spear is is moving beyond the spear. Of course, you know the spear was hotly debated. I worked at the Goodman Gallery, albeit not at that particular time and place, um, uh, or or that particular place in time. Let's let's call it that. But I did certainly see the aftermath and spoke to many people and saw what the staff of that gallery had experienced firsthand. Um, But where does that art stand now? We are living in a particular time when the, we, the the society itself is looking beyond the Zuma era, um, and we are looking at the future. Um, and you know, some people are saying it's looking very rosy. Um, the rand is strengthening, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But where does that leave the artwork 
from the Zuma era, actually. Say you went out and you were so fired up in your, your sense that, that art could make a difference um, in, in speaking about the, di- the forces and the dynamics at play in the Zuma era, and you spent hundreds of thousands of rands on depictions of Jacob Zuma um, that are now adorning your wall, and you have a whole gallery of, of pictures of a man who you think represents what it is you think he represents. Where is that art going to be in three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twenty, one hundred years' time? Um, you know, are you still going to be wanting to stare at that image on your wall endlessly for the rest of your life as thinking about the time when everything was different, whether you think it was better or worse? Um, you know, that's, that is, I think, one of the main questions is the, the investment potential of art, which is not such a, not, not such a nice thing to say about art, whether or not it's good to spend money on it, and also its, its value in the future. We, unfortunately, in South Africa do not have a museum, an art museum scene that invests in art in that way. So people can't really go back to those eras with any rigor and look and say, okay, here is a good representation of South African art from the 90s. It's very hard to step into any public gallery and just see that pop art from South Africa, Mm. protest art from the 1980s, Mm. and then, of course, protest art from the 2000s, from the teens or whatever people are going to call it. it, you can't see that, um, and so um, and so. There's a kind of like there is like a gaping hole in 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 our human experience of the art that is produced in the society, you know. So of course, um, the spear is a highly valid moment in artistic expression, um, will be remembered forever. But the actual art that the Zuma era has produced. Um, as, as, as a response to a particular set of circumstances and a power structure, um, that art, um, we'd have to see, you know, I mean, I can't say now, oh, that art's rubbish and of course, you know, tear it up, throw it away, sell it now quickly, put it on auction, get rid of what you've got because it's not going to be worth anything. I mean, I'm, I'm very skeptical about, uh, skeptical about what it will be worth in the future just as a person who's involved in, uh, in the art world. Yes. But I, I can be proven wrong. I didn't think that the spear itself was going to be the moment that it was when I was the arts editor at the Mail and Guardian. I've, I've been a little bit sorry ever since. Okay, I'll, con- I'll, I'll confess. And so maybe that's just because of the way I feel about that as a type of art. We One of the things we're going to look at during the show today yeah. were things that were coming up. But yes. I see we actually only have two minutes left. Oh, I, mean, I must tell you some stuff. Not, not nearly enough That's time. That's it. That's it. But I must tell you, of course, that I'm at the I'm at the Deville Bailey Gallery with Darren Neofitu and KK. Um, and let me tell you that that, that uh, if you haven't been to Victoria Yards, it's a remarkable space, um, which is which is like a, um, a, a, a green space in the city. There's the Deville Bailey Gallery. There are enormous amount of artists that have taken studios there, and there will be. An, an, ex- an exhibition opening on the 27th um, of January at 11 a.m. Please come along. Um, other things that are happening that I was supposed to speak about was the Dance Umbrella, which is is opening on March the 6th. And do take note, Jewish community, that Stephen Cohn and Robin Orlin are coming back to South Africa to perform at the Dance Umbrella. Um, and uh, Candice Brates, who, who's an amazing international artist, will be um, at the Goodman Gallery from the 1st of February. Don't miss her. 
Um, and of course, most importantly, um, Mark Shaw um, is having a vast uh, photographic um, exhibition of the Jewish community of Johannesburg at the South African Jewish Museum from the 29th of January. So if you're around Cape Town, um, look out for it and also look out for a Joburg leg of that because that's really interesting. Matthew, again, we're going to have to yeah. relook at this. Um, we'll pick it, up, it pick is, up on it next time. Shri. There is so much happening. Oh, there yes. is so much to talk about. We haven't even gone into the different kinds of genres. No. Of You, you spoke about the dance umbrella. I mean, yes, you know, exactly. Th- well, we should speak about, you know, be, be, before the dance umbrella, okay. we should so get shall together we and talk about what's... Shall we do that? What's, yes, absolutely. So should we not say goodbye, but au revoir? Au revoir. Uh, and yes. <laughs> Shalom Aleichem. We'll see you next time. Have a good show. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Bye.